Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. On this week's The Kindness Project, songs that make you cry, the best prank ever, and the kindest characters in children's fiction. Hi, and welcome to episode seven of The Kindness Project. Today, I'm joined by... I went really serious there, didn't I? Shall I start again? No, just... No, just carry on. Just carry on. I'll just carry on. Today, I'm joined by, as you just heard, she's my daughter in the water, in the famous words of Loudon Wainwright Jr. That's my daughter in the water. It's uh, Charlotte. How you doing, Charlotte? Not bad, not bad. Good. Uh, and I am joined by the man you just heard introducing me. Uh, the man who can think himself out of most situ- most situations, Chris James. Right. So, so I'm I'm taking that as a compliment, and maybe I'm just thinking myself into a situation where that's a compliment. Explain what you mean. You can think your way out of most situations. If you get stuck in jail, you can get yourself out again. I'm, I'm not convinced thinking myself out of jail will, will particularly <laughs> work, but but thanks for but that. You can think up a solution. Yeah, well, I, 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 hopefully I'll try. I'll try my hardest, but not to end up in jail. But you know what? Right. So there's a few songs that I love and. Genu- genuinely, that Loud and Wainwright Jr. song mm-hmm. uh, makes me cry every time. That makes me cry. Um, at the minute, Paolo Nutini, Better Man, just has me in tears. This isn't a question of the podcast. This is just something I've thought about. <sighs> what song makes you cry? Oh, um, I've got a couple, actually. Uh, Keith Urban, Tonight I Want to Cry. Um, See, I, I listened to that, and I thought that was quite schmaltzy. Oh. But you enjoy it, don't you? Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, Collide. I mean, it's not my favourite song, but it, it does... Who's that like, by? I don't know. I just I just found it on YouTube, and I just keep listening to it. It just makes me want to cry. Okay. Um... What else? What makes me want to cry? I had it in thought. I had it in my brain. Uh, there was a song I was thinking about. And I can't remember what it is. Don't worry. But we'll it, come back yeah, to it. Uh, dad's song. That's it. Dad's song. Yeah, it was written by a guy and he wrote it for his dad. And he, he kept telling his dad that he was going to write a song for him. Okay. And only after his dad died did he end oh, up writing a yeah. song for him. Okay. So it's all about how he misses his dad and how yeah. his dad was his inspiration. Gotcha. So there's yeah. there's a there's a song from uh, either the late eighties or early nineties called The Living Years. I think it was by Mike and the Mechanics, and that's a mm. similar sort of story. So he said it, it, it's it's a story about what a son wished he'd do uh, before his dad be, dead alive. And really interesting, I've been reading loads at the minute about um, things that happen in our life that are quite tragic, but motivate yeah. us to do things that are positive because mm. we realise that actually life is really short. Yes. So maybe that's something we'll explore in a future podcast because I think uh, being inspired to kindness by tragedy is something that uh, can mm. potentially be a recurring theme. So, yeah. so we'll, we'll explore that. However, what I want to get to is... The Twitter handles. Oh, oh sorry. Let's do the Twitter handles first. <laughs> this is usually where I have to insert the Twitter handles. Go on then, put the Twitter um... handles. Insert the Twitter handles. Was <laughs> <laughs> it carry on podcasting? Insert the Twitter okay, handles. Okay, okay. Uh, They're not the Twitter <laughs> handles. I'm a very naughty boy. <laughs> Don't quote my Monty Python on me, mate. What did the Twitter handles ever do for us? Irrigation! <laughs> <laughs> so what, right, what's our Twitter okay. handles? Don't oh, forget the H. <laughs> Do not forget the H. Hola, kindness. Where's the H? Hola. 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 
Holla is the way we do it. Holla! Well, okay, so how's that spelled, Ola? It's not an H in there, is there, surely? I didn't, hey, I didn't hear a H. Silent H. A silent <laughs> It's a, a soft, silent H. It's a soft H, guys. It's a soft H. Uh, so how's that spelled? H-O-L-A, kindness. H-O-L-A, kindness. And the email address is? H-O-L-A at kindnessproject.co.uk H-O-L-A at thekindnessproject.co.uk Now, uh, we're doing this every week and most weeks we get we get it wrong. So, <laughs> if you'd actually like to get our Twitter handles personally, uh, our Twitter handles for, uh, for, for this podcast plus our email address, mm-hmm. you can find them all on www.thekindnessproject.co.uk Dot UK. Make sure you don't get that one wrong either. Let me say it again. www.thekindnessproject.co.uk now, Since when did WW only have two Ws? It's WW. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm going to do it one more time. <laughs> just just for complete clarity. www.thekindnessproject.com .gov.co.uk and now we're completely clear we can get on with the, we can get on with the rest of the show you know you know um uh, nanny nanny bob so nanny bob is um my wife's mum uh-huh. right charlotte knows that but i thought for the purpose of the listeners it, yeah. it's worth worth explaining and she phoned uh, the office there though we we Cassie and i run a business together and um uh, phoned the office to get mum's number because she didn't have it on her yeah, on she, her phone she called me as well um did she yeah. she called you after though didn't she yeah. because what i did is say okay no worries have you got a pen and paper <laughs> she went yeah and i went right are you ready she went yeah and i went two four seven eight <laughs> six eighty seven four hundred twenty four <laughs> but uk numbers are supposed to have zero seven at the start yeah i know but it was only when i got to about 20 digits <laughs> this, did she realise it was a it was a little it was a little prank it was a little prank, and and she just uh, called me something and put the phone down, which is which is what all my mother should do. Um, so uh, we've got. It seems that the question of the podcast we've got an official question of the podcast, but we've also got an unofficial question of the podcast. So. Please, what prank? The unofficial question of the podcast. Yep. Isn't the this isn't the official one? Is what's the best prank you've ever played on somebody? In the spirit of kindness, I don't want any cruelty. I, I only want kind pranks. I don't, I don't really play pranks, but there's this thing uh, that some of the boys do in my drama club. And what yep. they do, we play this game. It's called Grandma's Keys. Yeah. And it's someone has to stand and they have to turn around and we've all got to work together to get the keys and what some of the boys in our drama club do because the floor has been made made up it's now really slidey and skinny so what they do to distract the person at the front slide across the floor good move <laughs> and we're all standing there some of us are shuffling forward as they're paying attention to the sliders across ah, the floor ah right okay and we just get close is that on. like Mr Wolf it sounds a bit like Mr yeah, Wolf yeah you've got to take the keys back Gotcha. So you've got to get back without them figuring out who's got the keys. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, a, a floor slide is always appreciated. So, so that's that's good. And we've also, if you want to answer some questions of the of the podcast from previous weeks, we've got quite a few. So, what is the most inspiring movie ever? 
are most people generally good? The best use of an egg. If you could be a character from, a, from any favourite book, what would it be? Countries you want to visit. Countries you want to visit. If you were the supreme ruler of the world, what would you do? And, most importantly, feel free to answer the number one unofficial podcast question of the week. Do you like Nick Cage? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, and also don't, uh, don't feel that you can't ask questions. Oh, yeah, certainly. Feel we, free we, to ask questions. Listen, we, we, want, we want your stories of kindness. We want your questions of kindness. We want your podcast questions of the week you should Woo. you should be giving us podcast questions of the week we so, like contributions guys. So, so we want contributions at the twitter handle at via email um uh, or on the on the website so feel free to get in touch on any of those did we do on any of those things twitter handles uh, would you like to share that charlotte okay you start okay so my individual twitter handle is at chris c-h-r-i-s dames d for delta a for alpha E for Echo, M for Mother, S for Sugar. And yours is? Charlotte, uh, at Charlotte, C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E, J, J, Dames, D-A-E-M-S. So we've not even got to the official, <laughs> the official question of the podcast. This should be fun. Okay, are you ready for it? You don't know what this is yet, do drum you? Drum roll. Drum roll. Okay, is there, is there a drum roll? Question of the podcast is, what is your favourite piece of trivia ever? Elvis Presley died on the toilet in hamburger. <laughs> it's not a bad bit of trivia. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, it, that is a pretty good bit of trivia. My favourite bit of trivia is who used the first ATM machine in the UK? So no. See, this is going to be lost on you, but the answer is Reg Farney from On The Buses. Charlotte is looking at me completely blankly, but hopefully I'm guessing listeners, I need more 80s education. Uh, and this isn't even 80s, this is like the 60s and 70s. Oh, okay. But Reg Farney, uh, I mean, look, I've taught you about cribbins. Mm. I need to, because you play the ukulele, I certainly need to teach you about George Formby. Mm. Talk me about the Fraggles. The Fraggles are awesome. The A-team's awesome. Knight Rider's pretty mm. good. Um, but yeah. He-Man the Master of the Universe. Uh, it was all right. It, on, a, on a second viewing, um, it's probably not as good. But um, I've, I've talked talk to you about Nick Cage quite a lot. Um, <laughs> your, um, your, your dislike for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, he might change my mind. And Nick, if you're listening, please write in and, and tell me why you're such a lovely fella. But shall we get on with the show? Oh, Yes. Hi, and welcome back to uh, one of my favourite segments of the show. Um, mainly, not because of the awesome stories we share, but mainly because of the jingle that Charlotte came up with that promotes the show. So take it away, Charlotte. This part of the show is called... <coughs> <laughs> Kindness News. I, I don't know whether the cough's needed. To, yes, it's to, needed. To, to do it, it's needed. It's, it's required. So... Every week we try and share stories of how awesome people are mm. um, in in the world, just through um, little news stories that we've picked up from the internet or read in the paper yeah. of just how brilliant people are. Now we seem over the last few weeks we seem to be sharing quite a lot of Christmas stories. Is this one a Christmas story? No. Oh yeah, we've, we've got a non-Christmas kindness story. Take it away, Charlie. Okay, tell, so tell, tell a twenty-nine-year-old barber rallied support among his local community to give an 100-year-old customer a heartwarming birthday surprise. Graham Griffiths 
from Milksham, Wiltshire, regularly cut pensioner Jack's hair in his shop. He mentioned he had no family and his wife had sadly passed away, which is never nice to hear. As Jack's 100th birthday approached, Graham appealed to the local community to help organise a special treat for Jack. Awesome. Both men were overwhelmed by the community's support. On the 10th of July, Graham took to the Facebook to ask friends, family and members of the local community to give Jack a happy birthday. The little old chap I have come in my shop that I've mentioned before that doesn't have any family. It's his 100th birthday next Tuesday, he wrote. I'm thinking about getting cake made for him. 100 years is incredible. Anyone local able to do this for me? If anyone fancies sending a birthday card to my shop for me to pass on, his name is Jack. He'll be very grateful. He's a lovely bloke. It wasn't long before local resident Ali Wilton offered to make a cake, complete awesome. with an icing figure of Jack riding his mobility scooter. Oh! <laughs> the barber was now, also... I, I, in... was, I was loving Jack before this, <laughs> but now I know he, he, he sort of rides around town on a mobility scooter. It's, it's added a bit of colour to the story, right? <laughs> yeah. What colour was his mobility scooter? Uh, Do we know? From the picture, it looks like he's got a black mobility scooter. It's like Night Rider. Has he, got, has he got red lights on it? No? Uh, can't tell from All right, okay. The barber also received many cards from local residents with almost 100 people sending their best wishes, wishes to Jack. Graham delivered the cards and cake to Jack on his birthday along with a handful of balloons, much to the pensioner's delight. Jack also seemed particularly chuffed to receive a £10 Greg's voucher. <laughs> Greg! How many pastas can you buy in Greg's with a tenner? That'd be, that'd be a good, that'd be a good uh, little present to have. The sweet video of Jack receiving his gifts has been viewed more than 40,000 times on Facebook, Love with it. hundreds of people commenting to praise Graham for his kindness love it what a lovely thing to do need more people in the world this world like you so you so you know you know what's interesting Charlotte I think a couple of things on that number one and excuse this really bad barber related pun I'm glad that he went into that barber's because he may have been lonely at Christmas it was a very close shave it was actually his birthday but what <laughs> oh yeah it was a non-Christmas story wasn't it it was actually it was his, his birthday, birthday. It was his sorry birthday. I got that wrong but actually one of the things that's been highlighted over when we've been doing these kindness news stories over the last few weeks is social media gets a lot of stick for being a place where hatred is uh, yeah. Bread. But actually, the opposite's true, isn't it? So yeah. there, I know that there's communities on Facebook that do great stuff every single day. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously that's happened in this case as well, right? Yeah. Um, so I think the fact that a community's reached out to help this guy mm-hmm. um, with his cool mobility scooter and his yeah. £10 Greg's voucher, <laughs> I wonder what he's going to get, do you reckon? What, what are you liking, Greg's? Chicken ticker. Chicken chicken ticker bait. Chicken ticker sandwich. Chicken ticker sandwich, awesome. So... Um, that's a great news story, and hand, getting to 100 is a, is a great achievement in itself, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, well done to that community and that particular barber who helped out that man um, on such a momentous birthday. And that's it for this week's Kindness Triple News. Triple digits. Triple, di- <laughs> triple digit birthday, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, weirdly, I think like, more people are going to be getting to 100, but even so, that's a massive achievement. And yeah. You, you don't want to do that on your own. You don't want to do that without people who genuinely care Mm. around you. So I love, I really do love that story. So thanks for sharing it. Uh, And that's it for this week's Kindness News. We'll see you next week. Okay, Dad, what are we talking about today? Um, I don't know you, tell me. We're talking about the kindest characters in children's fiction. Awesome. So I thought it'd be cool since we were talking about books. We did, we did, we did talk about books in the other podcast. And there's got to be... 
some really kind characters in fiction. Yeah, yeah. So um, you've thought about this and you've got a list of really kind characters. Yes. Is Voldemort on the list? No, but there is some Harry Potter characters on there. Okay, come on. Okay, so quite a few. Um, Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So if you remember Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, Grandpa Joe was obviously Charlie's grandfather. Yeah. And he was quite a kind character because he was always encouraging Charlie to do what he wanted and do what he believed in. Yeah. Like He was a bit lazy, Grandpa Joe. I mean, he didn't get out of bed, did he? He couldn't get out of bed. He was pretty much... He jumped out of bed when he got the golden ticket. <laughs> I mean, literally, there, there was no stopping him when, when yeah, he had that. Yeah, but he was told, don't, don't get up, don't get up. But right. he jumped out of bed so he could help. Charlie. Charlie. Okay. So that's why he's a current character. Okay, that's fair. Albus Dumbledore. Dumbledore's an awesome character, isn't he? Dumbledore's an awesome character. Quite he... mysterious as a as a kind character. Yeah, but obviously he helped Harry. He knew Harry's parents. He gave Harry to the family that he thought would be kinder to him. Honestly, it wasn't a very nice, good choice, but he was. <laughs> he tried. It's not that counts. He's kind, just not always the best decision maker in the world. <laughs> um, he even sacrificed his own life so that Harry and the rest of the team could defeat Voldemort. Now, please, no, no spoilers on that because I'm still, I still haven't seen the last three Harry Potter films. So, really? no, I, I'm, and I'm only like halfway through Game of Thrones as well. So, no Game of Thrones spoilers. Well, who's next? Lucy Pevensey from okay. uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. So, if you remember in the first. You mean the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe? Yes. Okay, that's fine. So remember, she came through the wardrobe and she met this creature and she befriended it. And actually, she was quite young, but obviously she was really kind. Like, she would talk to anyone she met. She tried to help other forest creatures, even though she was not strong herself. She tried her best to help everyone, including the Lion. Uh, Aslan, I think his name was? Aslan, yeah. I think... Out of all her siblings, she was one of the kindest. Like, her brothers were warriors. Her sister was a warrior, but she was... She was a nurturer. She, she was, was a nurturer, a nurturer yeah. Who was the boy... It's been years since I, I, I read The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. But who was the boy who the Snow Queen lured with Turkish delight? I don't remember. I can't remember. But but there was a bit where uh, a child was lured with chocolate. Yeah, it was her, her, the, the younger brother... It was. But it was. It was. He was older than her, but he was the younger of the two brothers. Okay. I was hoping you could talk about this one. You've read the book. Uh, it's Killer Mockingbird. So, uh, who's the character they? Um, Boo Radley. Okay. Yeah, I remember the character of Boo Radley, but To Kill a Mockingbird is one of my favourite novels. Yes. Which is um, you and about it. it's full of humour. Uh, actually, it's full of tragedy. And if we ever get round to a question of the podcast about one of the most inspiring books, it's one of the most inspiring books I've ever read. Um, it's it's a story of injustice, of redemption, of uh, an individual putting um, their neck on the line to defend other people. And I can't remember whether Boo Radley was the father. He was the next-door neighbour. Yeah, he was the next-door neighbour. See, I always thought in To Kill a Mockingbird, the most outstanding, kind person was the dad of the narrator, who was actually uh, a lawyer, who represented uh, somebody who, who... was um, black in that part of the world, yeah. Um, who who um, and supported him through a, a, an area of injustice. So uh, I'll have to reread it, I think, Charlotte, because I don't actually remember that specific char- character. But if there's any listeners that, that do, please do let us know. 
That's from Dorothy Gale from The Wizard of Oz. You know what? I didn't realise her surname was Gale, did you? And it works. Actually quite ironic. No, it it works with the typhoon stuff, Uh didn't it? Yeah. I mean, it would be be better if she was called Dorothy Windy. (laughs) No. Dorothy Blow. Um, Okay, Dorothy Gale. Okay, so why do you think she's so kind? Because she... Right at the beginning, she like killed the witch, but she didn't. Oh, that's yeah, kind. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't know she. Which one is murder kind? <laughs> she landed her house on top of the witch. Oh, okay. Um, oh, it was an accidental manslaughter. Well, so when was uh, since when has manslaughter been claimed? S- since it was the wicked witch. Oh, I got you. And she like, even though she was wicked, she felt sorry for killing her in okay. a way. And then when she was on her way to get herself home she stopped to help all these creatures she had no idea she'd never met them before and she stopped to help them she stopped to listen to their troubles yep. I think it makes her quite kind yeah fair enough so I I think the wizard body is full of stories of humanity so that's fine yes. who's next uh, Mary Poppins oh good old Mary Poppins the from front, the front from drum roll please Mary Poppins <laughs> Mary Poppins from what film Mary Poppins. And from what book? Mary Poppins. And who wrote Mary Poppins? Um, P.L. Travers. She did. She did. So Mary Poppins is an incredibly um, kind character, but not always in ways that you'd think, because she's quite stern as a character at yeah, times, she isn't is, she? Yeah, she is, but um, sometimes being cruel is kind. Okay, so to be cruel to be kind is, yeah. is what we're saying. Um, who's your favourite character um, out of Mary Poppins that's not Mary Poppins? I can't the banker. Yeah, the dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's gone flyer kite. No, I like the bit, bit at the beginning of the movie where Mary Poppins has to talk to him and she says, do you think the queen does the housework? Uh, just quite like that bit. Because that scene is also in the episode of Doctor Who. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, I I look quite like the um, suffragette uh, wife. Yes. Um, but... Um, yeah, so I, I like Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is a classic film. Uh, what I'm not too keen on, Charlotte and Mary Poppins, even though I love Dick Van Dyke, is his dodgy Cockney accent. I mean, oh we God. don't talk like that, do we, as Cockneys? It just doesn't. It no. just. It just doesn't happen like that. God blimey, Mary Poppins. <laughs> um, anyway, next. What's next? Bruno from the Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Oh, oh. <laughs> See, I've never read the book. We had to read you read, you read the book. So what did you think of the book? Uh, it was really good. It made me cry. Who was Bruno? Was he the, the boy? He was the... He was... The son of the commandant, yeah? Uh, he was the German boy, yeah. Yeah, okay. And he went every day to visit Small, I think it was named. Okay. Um, because they were friends. Even though he knew that he wasn't allowed to, he wasn't supposed to, his... His dad told him he wasn't supposed to go down there. Okay. His sister. So he went every day. He went every day, talked to him, and he even in the end died because. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! Too late, could you just spoil it? He even in the end died. You know what? When I saw that, I haven't read the book, but when I saw that in the film, I was actually it was the right ending for the particular story. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. But. It was such a powerful, powerful ending. Um, yeah, that, that is a brilliant film. Is that the end of the? Uh, is that the end of the list? Mary Poppins popping up. There's a couple of. There's a lot more than one on the list. I may have quite Minerva McGonagall. So another Harry Potter one. Okay, can I share one? Um, I think the book thief from the book thief is probably my that most favourite. Um, well, there's there's a few 
there's a few really interesting written characters in the book thief yeah uh, but the book thief is probably my favorite kids book of all time yep. it's not really a kids book it's more of a sort of teen to adult fiction book um very again like all good literature very sad very human very funny very tragic uh-huh. but most of all shows how even in places that aren't particularly kind kindness can shine through um i absolutely love the book thief and if you haven't read it certainly pick that one up so any other um characters from books that you think are particularly kind miss honey from matilda miss honey from matilda tell me about her right basically her aunt was the mean um headmistress yeah trench ball wasn't it trench ball yeah and she had to live with her aunt when she was younger and she moved away but she still worked at the school okay and she somehow she met matilda and matilda's parents were awful and she all full of what just they were awful oh right, awful they treated mean, her like you're gonna say all full of like chocolate or they treated her like she was wasn't there sometimes oh. and miss honey in the end ended up adopting matilda i think oh bless I, lo- I love that kind of ending because obviously matilda was a sweet child yeah and she was she had everything taken away from her yeah. she had everything snatched from between her tiny fingers and miss honey kind of took her in after everything that happened but the weird the weird thing is a couple i mean roald Dahl appears a couple of times on that list uh-huh. and i, I really i bet the bfg the bfg is quite kind yeah the bfg is quite a kind he's literally called the big friendly giant uh that's absolutely right he's big <laughs> he's friendly he's giant it's not the best names in the bfg because actually the the not particularly pleasant giants get the good names they get like <laughs> schnodgcumber and no schnodgcumber was the thing they ate wasn't it Blood like bone butler. crusher and blood boiler and blood, all that. Blood bottler. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. So um, we think that Roald Dahl in children's fiction was the best at writing kind characters. Do you think that's because um, he always wrote really gruesome characters and they always offset against each other? Yeah. I mean, he always put characters that weren't particularly kind to take care of the characters that were. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there was always that sort of bad carers thing. I mean, James and John Page is the same, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and and what was the one about the um, boy who... Did he poison his grand or something? What was that one? Charlie's Magic... Uh, Charlie's Medicine or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Like his parents, they always left him with his nan. Yeah. And then he made this medicine because he didn't like her. Yeah. Please don't make me any medicine like that. <laughs> or granddad, because I don't think he'd appreciate it. But yeah, so we think, listeners, that Roald Dahl is the best creator in children's characters. fiction of kind characters. He also makes more mean characters. And he, and the, one of the reasons that he makes such good kind characters is because they're always offsetting his literature with kind characters. Mean characters. Uh, mean characters. <laughs> Not kind characters and kind characters, kind characters and main characters. But we're interested in what you think. So who are the kindest characters in either children's or adult fiction? Uh, We look forward to hearing from you. So that's the end of another podcast. But as usual, we have got the question of the podcast last week this week this last week, week last week, week this week um to answer 
Can you remember what last week's question of the podcast is? Was it about being the supreme ruler of the world? It was. So the question was, if you were the supreme ruler of the world, what is the first thing you'd do? Now, you quit, Charlotte, wouldn't you? You'd said you you wouldn't want the job. I'd resign. You'd resign immediately. Because I'd probably do something really stupid, like make musicals a compulsory thing in school. I love that idea. You know what? Let's make... Like our lives, like a musical. I That'd love be good. Musicals. Yeah, no, no, that is true. What musical would you like to live in? That's a future question of the Ooh, podcast, isn't uh, it? Ah, that's that's actually a really good question. Be more chill. Be more chill. So, would you like to hear what other people said? Go ahead. So, question of the podcast last week: If you became supreme ruler of the world, what's the first rule you'd put in? Amy Rowe said she'd uh, introduce critical thinking, and then she said, actually. I'd introduce critical thinking, even when critical thinking help. I think I've fallen down the rabbit hole. And I think I've fallen down the rabbit hole with her because I'm really now confused what she means. Uh... So so maybe she means that people should spend more time just thinking more sensibly. Yes. Yeah, maybe. This one is one that resonates with me in a big way. Rachel, who's making an appearance again, <laughs> says, pigs in blankets all year round. And I've been saying that, haven't I? <laughs> You know, let's make sure that yeah. pigs in blankets uh, aren't just a Christmas. What? Why are you looking like that? You're not sure. If it was a year-round thing, it wouldn't be as special. I get it. I get it. I'd still, en- I'd still enjoy pigs in blankets all year round. When did you get bored of them? Just like every day, mum brings out here's some pigs in blankets. It's like we had pigs in blankets yesterday. Do you reckon I'd ever get bored of p- pigs in blankets? Yes, we'd have to change the sausage variation. <laughs> Look. If we can find 365 different sausage variations, why why would we need to eat anything apart from pigs and maggots? What about your veggies? Are you calm? No, I love veggies. I love veggies in one or two ways. Number one, next to my pigs and blankets, and maybe we do a veggie pig and blanket. It's called a corn sausage. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 that doesn't sound nice, a corn sausage. It just, I, I'm, I'm not going to have one of them. But I'd eat, I'd eat a sausage filled with carrots and sweets wrapped in bacon that sounds really nice no you're not loving that uh matt warm said football matches can only kick off at 3 p.m on the saturday Eh. you're not worried about that one are you i'm not a big football fan uh chris haycock said haycock said you've got to spend one hour a week helping somebody less fortunate than yourself now i like that Compulsory. least fortunate person, it just becomes more obvious that you're the least fortunate person. It doesn't matter if it's obvious. If, but if people help you, you may not become as unfortunate. So that makes sense to me. Um, Stu, Monison, Stu Morrison said, I've given this much thought over the years. So he's obviously thought <laughs> about being supreme leader of the world uh, uh, before Charlotte. Day one, action item one. <laughs> there is a global reasonability reasonableness contract you have to be reasonable you can't be unreasonable one person's reasonable is another that's 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 the challenge what's reasonable to you might be different to what's reasonable for me so just uh, like we want a thousand pounds be reasonable i don't even have a thousand be reasonable all right 500 um failure to see sense and come on settle down now will result 
in. Immediate expulsion from the planet. Now, in my head, that's with a giant catapult. Yeah, there's just a giant no. catapult you put people on no. that just like sort of hurls them into space. No, it's a it's a giant rocket ship that, that sends you out to this satellite where you, all you can eat is Brussels sprouts. Okay, and and then all you can eat on the on Earth is peas in blankets. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, but there, what what Stuart do to decide what was reasonable or not is he'd have a meeting, just a little meeting, just to decide whether you're going to be catapulted <laughs> off Earth. I mean, I mean, like, I, I don't know if that's enough. I mean, we didn't um, say catapulted. He said ejected from the planet. How are you going to do that? Giant cannon. Cannon. Maybe, yeah. maybe a cannon's the way to go. Aisha uh, said no arms industry and resolved disputes via dialogue only. Yeah. Now, not arms as in the things that are connected to your shoulders. <laughs> no guns or missiles. Uh, yeah, I, I like that idea. Uh, the bit about the uh, violent uh, by talk. I, I saw this show. It's an anime. You're probably going to think it's really funny. About um, a world where there was not what violence wasn't allowed. All disputes had to be solved by games. Okay. It's like rock, paper, scissors, cool. or chess, or checkers, or poker, or yeah. rummy, or yeah, just, Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly as well. Yeah. Just any game you can think of. I like that idea. So even if, um, even if just sort of disputes, resolving disputes via dialogue doesn't work, uh-huh. resolving disputes via a little game of Cluedo might. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Just like figure out who the um, murderer is in a world of no violence. John would ensure that nobody... This is Cookie again. He's making a regular oh. appearance now. That He'd say that nobody earns more than £500,000 a year while children are being born into poverty. So he'd try to make the world a more equal place. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if that will, rule would work in practice, but I like mm. the concept behind it. Is it sort of like a um, uh, capitalist communist? What's the one in the middle? Socialist. Is it like a, um, I look, I don't think it's socialist to say that anybody earning 500k should put into the pot, but it's probably uh, it's probably less capitalist than uh, than I'd be comfortable with. But I like the idea. Chris Laney says to be kind every single day, which is a real simple one, but really nice. And then Alan Hopgood would get us re- like his first day, his first sort of law. He'd get rid of as many rules as possible. Yeah. So he'd just he'd just get rid of rules. I like that. What um, very feral then? Well, I just sort of so you've got the freedom and autonomy to do more of what you want to do. No school. Woo! <laughs> no, no school. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? Can I, can I supreme, <laughs> what, what would you do as Supreme Leader, Charlotte? No school. Woo! <laughs> no, I'd, I'd do the musical thing. I'd just, oh, right. I just. I would live in a constant musical. Although the main. High school musical, or not? No. Oh, right, the main okay. characters always ruin their own lives in musicals, though, so I wouldn't be a main character. No. Just a just a side character. Um, yeah. Lee Harris yeah. said zero animal cruelty, and that is one that it's I. It's not con- something we can control. What do you mean? Well, you can't control people's actions fully, can you? Okay. Because not everyone's going to be afraid. Not everyone's going to be abiding by but the if rules. You were, That's if why you, we have police and jail. If you, if you were supreme ruler of the world... Oh, mind you, control, obviously. Uh, well, my, I'd create mind control because then I can... Make, can you make your mind up? Either <laughs> you're going to have no school, musicals for everybody, or mind control, which... Oh, no, because I if, mean, I, if I have mind control, I could convince everyone to do both. I mean, this is sounding, this is sounding a bit 1984... 
Orwellian dystopian world future ish. <laughs> this place where all you do is sing. Um, there's mind control and what was the other one? No school, so no education. So everybody sa- stays uninformed. Feral families. You're creating the world's worst <laughs> planet with your leadership. I don't know what's going on. Exactly why um, I said I'd quit. So, so that's <laughs> Kath Keat said. Uh, retired and unemployed people can't use the bank between twelve and two. <laughs> So while everybody else is on their lunch breaks trying to use the bank, nobody else can apart from uh, people who work and therefore can only go lunch times. Um, and then Tamsin's come in and said, all supermarkets on a Saturday. So I don't know how they're going to check this. They're going to have somebody turn around and go, excuse me, mate, you're unemployed. Yeah, your name's not Dan, no, you're not coming in. Like a- like a barcode on your shoulder. <laughs> Tell if people if they're unemployed, just scan it. Just... Are you going back to your <laughs> dystopian world future where you start barcoding people? The barcode you from birth. Right? Yeah, and then they start singing, I'm sorry, I'm not going to let you in. Because they're musicals. <laughs> and then they go, yes, I will not come in because of the mind control. <laughs> and then they'll go, I don't know what you mean because of the lack of school. <laughs> this is your... I didn't say there was no education. I said there was no school. Ah, right, okay. Okay, they're that's fine. They're going to be educated. They're not just going to... They're just not going to Okay, lose. that's fine. Um, uh, Robbie White's made an appearance. She's come back into the fray. Um, I think children should be very kind to all in-laws. <laughs> and maybe send them on a lovely cruise. <laughs> Paid for by their son-in-laws. <laughs> Do you like that one, Chris, do you? <laughs> Not really, Robbie, to be honest. Sounds like it's going to cost me a bit of cash, that that supreme... Um, uh, uh, leadership. Decision. Yeah, leadership. Um, and there's lot. There's going to be a lot of in-laws going on cruises, by the sounds of it. <laughs> Justin Gaffney's back, and he said, a complete and fair distribution of global wealth. So similar to John's, just... Having, like a communist sort of world. Uh, maybe, yeah, may, maybe somewhere in the middle. One of the things people say are very communist. So, John and Justin, Charlotte thinks that if you became supreme leader in the world, you turn it into a communist state. I'm just, <laughs> um, I'm a bit worried about that. However, we have got some lovely acts of kindness. Listeners' kindness stories that I'd like to share. Would you like to hear them? Yes, please. Kuso had a good one this week. He says, kindest thing I've done, proposed to my wife. Aww. Kindest thing I've received, she said yes. Aww. What do you think of that? That's really nice, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And then the next one, Nathan, and I, I really like this. Nathan said, uh, "My the kindest thing I've ever received is my stepdad taking me on at the age of two. And what we might do in future um, weeks, listeners, and if you know anybody who'd be really, uh, be really insightful to talk about this, is talk about how kind adoption is yeah. and how it helps uh, children. And yeah, because we don't know anything about that at this point, Charlotte, do we? Uh-huh. So it'd be good to get somebody's insight on how supporting children who aren't with their natural mums and dads uh, and how kind that is would be really useful. So let us know if you know anybody who can talk about that. Because my generation's only view on adoption is Tracy Beacle, so I don't, I don't know if there's any... <laughs> yeah, but Tracy Beacle was in a, in a home, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Okay. She, but they were, they were always trying to get her, get her adopted and she always got rejected. Oh, no. Why did she get rejected? Have you never seen an episode of Tracy Vega? She was a bit bit of a scoundrel on the road, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but but certainly that didn't happen to Nathan. Nathan um, uh, uh, was, um, his stepdad took him on his his own at the age of two. And the kindest thing he's done 
is, and this is a repeating theme, is sign up for the donor register, which is a really nice thing to do, isn't it? So, that's it for this week's podcast. It's been another good one. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Have you, Charlotte? Yes. Uh, Awesome. And we'll see you next time. Bye.